we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 2nd, 2008. And uh, first thing I'd like to do is just thank you know all my listeners and the people on my email list for the tremendous response that I received in regard to the last email that I put out in regard to uh, the comments on the on the teachings. It was absolutely, totally overwhelming. Uh, we got literally hundreds of um, comments that have went up on the teachings now, and uh, it was very overwhelming for for me. I, I if I did not respond to you personally, uh, please forgive me. Uh, there were so many, and I was trying to get this teaching together that it was really hard for me to to get through them all. And I would read some, and I'd have to kind of stop because I'd start tearing up, and it was just a mess. So um, I, I just want to thank you for that, and, and, and God bless you. And um, I, I, I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for for um, for my listeners and for this ministry. And I just pray use it for His His glory. And that many souls would be saved as a result of, the, of truth going forth in, in His Word. And um, what we're going to be doing today is continuing our study on Obama. And hopefully, I'll be able to wrap things up today. I wanted to try to really do a extended study today to get all of this in prior to Super Tuesday, the elections in America. Uh, this information has just been breaking so quickly. And uh, there, there's a lot of it to cover, but so much of it relates not only to this election, but also to many of the other studies that we've done in the past in regard to confirming these types of things. We're going to be talking about, you know, the Islamic religion, how that relates to Barack Obama, but but what that would mean for us. This also plays heavily into the Middle East as well, um, regarding Israel and Iran and these types of things with Obama's ties um, to that to that system, uh, to that religion, uh, because that's essentially how he was brought up. So there's a lot of this that relates to the end times. It relates to many of the other studies that we have done. It, it relates to the arrival and the ushering in of the Antichrist. It relates to the coming, most likely, World War III scenario that is going to usher in the Antichrist. And, and looking at this information, I can really see clearly now how Obama could be used mightily to bring that about, probably much more than Bush or Clinton ever could have been. And so this is a a very comprehensive study that we're actually looking at that relates to a lot of other things we've talked about in the past. And I've done several other teachings on Iran and the Middle East. You, You can access those on my homepage. There's a little search box there and you can uh, just search the, uh, the teachings for those. The first so what we're going to be talking about today first is going to, uh, it's entitled Press Release 103008, Berg Filing Injunction to Stay Presidential Election. And I'm just going to briefly cover a few of these things that have come about in the last week to kind of bring you up to date. Uh, and this, is, this starts out by saying, Philip J. Berg, Esquire, the attorney who filed suit against Barack Obama, is challenging Senators Obama's lack of qualifications to serve as President of the United States, announced today that he will be at the United States Supreme Court today, October 30th, to file, number one, an application to Justice Souter for an immediate injunction to stay the presidential election of November 4th, 2008, and a writ 
writ of censorii. Okay, these are just legal things that were happening. Byrd stated, I am hopeful that the U.S. Supreme Court will grant the injunction pending a review of this case to avoid a constitutional crisis by insisting that Obama produce certified documentation that he is or is not a natural-born citizen, and if he cannot produce, produce documentation, that Obama will be removed from the ballot for president. So Berg's case, Berg versus Obama, was dismissed from the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, docket 08-CV-4083, for lack of standing. This is a question of who has standing to uphold our Constitution. Then he goes, uh, they say, if I, he says, if I don't have standing, if you don't have standing, if your neighbor doesn't have standing to question the eligibility of an individual to be president of the United States, the commander-in-chief, the most powerful person in the world, then who does? What happened to the government of the people, by the people, for the people? Uh, as Abraham Lincoln said in the Gettysburg Address in 1863, we must legally prevent Obama, the unqualified candidate, from taking office of the presidency of the United States, Berg said. Uh, his website, obamacrimes.com, right now, and that was the 30th, it's probably gotten a lot more, has 86.1 million hits. So there's a lot of people that are aware of this, but it's absolutely, totally being suppressed in the news because Obama is their man, and uh, they are going to absolutely have a media, and they have had an absolute, total media blackout, other than Berg did appear on one... I would say major media outlet, which is that Michael Savage guy, they call him the Savage Nation. And I actually heard the interview. It's very short. It's probably only about, maybe about 15 minutes long. And I'll I'll try to include that link in the PDF file to this teaching. And you can hear in, 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 in this Michael Savage guy was just absolutely, I guess, flabbergasted over what Berg was telling him, and he, what he couldn't get over was the fact that Berg is, is a lifelong liberal Democrat, and he's actually going after Obama, who is also a Democrat. Now, yes, evidently he was a Hillary Clinton supporter to a certain extent, but he just couldn't get over the fact that the guy was a Democrat going after, going after Obama. Uh, he believed that added a little bit more validity to what he was doing. And so anyway, if you want to hear that interview, it is up on the internet right now. And uh, But again, other than that, there's been an absolute total uh, media blackout in regard to this. Uh, then, now here's the second thing that I got. Uh, lawsuits are being filed, this is entitled, Lawsuits are being filed in nine U.S. states to require Obama to provide certification of birth in the U.S. Uh, again, this was October 30th. Uh, law... Let's see here. Uh, lawsuits starting across the nation, proceeding to avert potential constitutional crisis, possible civil unrest, and confidence in elections. Lawsuits in eight states as of this writing of Ohio, Hawaii, Washington, California, Florida, Georgia, Pennsylvania, New York, and Connecticut are seeking judicial authority to force the certifying or decertifying of Barack, Senator Barack Obama's qualifications to run as candidate for president as a natural U.S.-born citizen. Previously, two lawsuits have failed to force the certifying documents from Obama. And again, what does this guy have to hide here? I mean, this has been an absolute total battle from the very beginning. And if these documents were so easily producible like they are for 99.999% of all people in the U.S., it's not like it's a big deal to, to, to get a birth certificate. But again, that just shows you that there's an absolute cover-up going on here. 
this goes on to say a lawsuit in Honolulu, Hawaii, in the first district court is seeking a court ordered court order to open Obama's secret birth records. Obama has thus far neglected a Freedom of Information Act requesting the records at two hospitals in Hawaii. Lawsuits in Washington and Georgia are seeking state superior courts to force the state secretary of state as the chief state elections officer to perform their constitutional duties to require original certifying birth records from Mr. Obama that would verify his birth in Hawaii. Nonpartisan and independent reviews and examinations of, of Obama's birth certificate, as shown in his official site, has evidence of tampering, and in many cases it does not list any of the points of information commonly found which would make it traceable and verifiable as hospital, doctor, size, weight, footprints, etc. Interestingly, all these lawsuits will be dropped if Mr. Obama would simply provide the requested documents supporting his claim of being born in Hawaii. Lawsuits for additional states are being added every day. For more information about these lawsuits, they're in this particular article. I'll have, I'll have this within the PDF file. There's, a, there's seven different people that you can actually email. Uh, so there's a, big, there's a lot of proactive people out there right now that are actually taking action on this. Again, it's just a media blackout going on, and there's all these conflicting things that are happening here. Uh, here's another one. from This is from We the People Foundation, which is one of the largest organizations that are demanding... Um, the government, you know, transparency and accountability in this country. And it, this is entitled, The USA Today, Obama Show Evidence of U.S. Citizenship or Withdrawal. This is a, they, they show you, you can click on here, a draft of the We the People Foundation full-page ad to be published in USA Today uh, in the week of November 10th, 2008. Now, I think that's a little bit late. I think they, <laughs> they could have should have done this before the election. But, but this is going to run as a full-page ad, if they'll let them do it, in the USA Today. And it's entitled, An Open Letter to Barack Obama. Are you a natural-born citizen of the United States? Are you legally qualified to hold the office of president? It's a big, long thing. I'm not going to read it because we've already covered most of this types of information. But just to let you know, there is a lot of, this isn't just some little fringe thing that I'm discussing here. There's a lot of people that are pursuing this right now. But again, when you have total control over the media, like Big Brother does, uh, at least the mass media, then you can manipulate uh, you know, the newspapers, the nightly news, and, and et cetera, et cetera. And yes, you'll see little bits and pieces of things that get out, but those are quickly snuffed out uh, most of the time. This article, next article that we can go into, is entitled Obama's Gamble. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Now, this is from that uh, lady named Devi Kidd, and she has a pretty big Internet presence. This is, again, it's from October 30th. It's pretty timely stuff. This is newswithviews.com. And she writes, While the disgraced mainstream media continues to ignore the constitutional crisis regarding Obama's birth certificate, we, the people, will not be deterred from getting the truth. Over the past two weeks, I've received thousands of emails uh, from enraged Americans over Judge R. Barclay's Zurich decision, Berg versus Obama, Americans are energized and fax their state officials demanding Obama's eligibility for ballot qualification be investigated. The responses from these elected public servants all provided basically the same response, and that is, we're going to pass the buck, we can't do anything about it, which is what you typically get nowadays in the judicial court system. 
most of the time. Now, she's written a whole other article I'm not even going to talk about today entitled Federal Judge Slaps Voters in the Face and Energizes Patriots. And that was on October 27th. Again, newswithviews.com. So if you'd like to get a detailed account of all the corruption surrounding this decision by this Judge Surik to basically throw this case out, even though he never addressed the birth certificate issue whatsoever, if you want to get a detailed uh, look at that, just access newswithviews.com. Federal judge slaps voters in the face, energizes patriots. It's Debbie Kidd, K-I-D-D. So... She goes on to say in this article, Dr. Ed Vieira pointed out in my conversation with him yesterday, an individual applying for a hunting license in Virginia must provide a real birth certificate. But an applicant for the President of the United States of America doesn't have to even prove citizenship, evidently. Excellent point, and it appears the states of the Union are willing to allow the DNC, or the Democratic National Convention is what that stands for, to defraud their citizens the right of the right to vote for a legally eligible candidate. The idiom is possession is nine-tenths of the law is exactly what Obama is gambling on right now. If he can stall until November 4th, when the vote, when vote fraud will elect him, if he's the choice of the shadow government, because this has all been predetermined, okay? So all these people lining up to cast your vote and things of this nature, I, I covered this last week, it's all been predetermined. When you have electronic voting, you have no control um, over this particular system. And um, again, if you doubt that, access my the PDF file to this and, and you can go and, and watch all of the, the documentaries and the proof that's out there regarding how the voting process in this country has been totally compromised. So if Obama can do all this, he figures he's home free. No doubt Obama is feeling empowered from the extreme bias by corporate media with one newspaper in New Mexico already declaring him the winner. In his bloated arrogance, Obama believes that if, he's, if he is declared the winner, he could just waltz into the, into the Oval Office because law enforcement, public officials, and federal judges will protect him. Uh, Obama's gamble is that since this big hoax, which is called an election, is already underway with early voting, if he wins and is sworn into office, the possession is nine-tenths of the law, and who cares about the Constitution? He's now a step closer. One of the nine lawsuits filed at the state level has now been thrown out. Now, I just mentioned those, those nine lawsuits okay, that are being filed. But they're just being thrown out one by one by all the corrupt paid-off judges. Uh, and then, the, here's just an excerpt from that. This is from Seattle. A King County judge said Monday that a lawsuit challenging Senator Barack Obama's qualifications to be president may be a positive idea, but threw it out because the law clearly prevents the Secretary of State from getting involved. Give me a break on this. I mean, and again, if if they're what they're basically saying is nobody's really qualified to to bring about uh, a, a discussion on this issue. Uh, this goes on to say Washington's Secretary of State Samory does not have the authority. Okay, the Secretary of State doesn't have authority to inquire into Obama's birth certificate and to determine if it's valid or not, said Superior Court Judge John Ehrlich. Therefore, I mean, again, they, they're just making this stuff up as they go, these judges. That's how it goes in this country anymore. They just make up the laws as they go. They have a rubber ruler. They stretch it whatever way they want to stretch it to suit their particular things or whatever their handlers are telling them to do goes on to say, therefore, Reed is obliged to accept the nomination and keep Obama's name on the state ballot 
Ehrlich said doing any external fact-finding is not authorized by the state constitution or the state law or the administrative rule. The 2008 general election is already in progress. Ballots have been issued and a substantial number of voters have voted. Oh, so that makes it okay, evidently, is what he's saying. Obama was in Hawaii from the afternoon of October 23rd to the morning of October 25th, ostensibly to visit his ailing grandmother. Hawaii is also a state Obama claims is his birthplace. In June, Obama released a copy of a birth certificate which was printed off a laser printer and it carries no state seal and cannot be verified. While Obama was in Hawaii last week, he could have simply gone down to the Hawaii Department of Health on Friday, October 24th, requested a copy of the state sealed birth certificate, gone outside where the world media would be waiting since they follow him everywhere, and presented the birth certificate for the world to see. Over, done, finished. All these things just corrected. Okay, it's that simple. Instead, Obama flies back to the mainland, leaving the issue totally unresolved. World Daily Net reports they were told by the government authorities in Kenya that all the documents concerning Obama were under seal until after the U.S. presidential election on November 4th, 2008. Now, if that doesn't sound corrupt, I don't know what does. Oh, yeah, Kenya's not going to release anything till after the election, and by then it's good. Possession's nine-tenths of the law. Too late. You know, that's basically what they're saying. So what's the big secret? Well, perhaps... Kenya is doing this in order to blackmail Obama down the road. Should he succeed in getting sworn in would be my guess. So in other words, now Kenya would have something against him possibly. Uh, I doubt that blackmailing is going to work when you, when you have a country like America against something like Kenya. And if he's a commander-in-chief, he's going to be able to... Uh, uh, I, he's not going to be a guy you're going to be able to blackmail easily, most likely. So if we go further, um, no sooner did Obama's plane lift off the ground and return stateside that Hawaii Governor Linda Lingle has placed the candidate's birth certificate under seal and instructed the State Department of Health to make sure no one in the press obtains access to the original document under any circumstances. That was a quote by this governor from Hawaii. I mean, if this isn't one of the biggest, most flagrant cover-ups I've ever seen, you know, I just want you to understand the absolute sheer corruption going on here, leading up to these so-called farce elections. Okay, I, I just think it's important. You need to understand how corrupt things really are. Because this is going to be a shock to a lot of people. Um, when Phil Berg filed his lawsuit over two months ago, Obama could easily have requested and obtained a vault certificate uh, of this birth certificate that would have ended all speculation in lawsuits to get to the truth. Instead, his high-paid lawyers, along with defendants from the DNC and the FEC, fought to get Phil's lawsuit thrown out of court. What? I mean, this is just crazy. Birth certificate's easy. Simple. Obama's campaign has been the most corrupt of my lifetime. Uh, surpassing even the Clinton duo, according to an investigation done by Kenneth R. Timmerman, and there's links in this particular article to all these different things that I'm talking about here. Uh, and again, heavily referenced stuff we're talking about here. I'm not just making this stuff up. They're not making this stuff up. Um, this is easily verifiable and documentable. The people that, that have put this information out that I've been compiling, they've done the homework, you know, essentially, for me and for all of us. This Kenneth R. Timmerman says more than half of the whopping 
426.9 million that Barack Obama has raised has come from small donors. These are people that are below four feet tall. No, just kidding. Sorry, little little humor there. They've come from small donors whose names the Obama campaign won't disclose. Now, what small donors mean is it doesn't mean below four feet tall. What it does mean is the contribution has been below 200 or below. Um, So, when that is the case, there is this thing that says that you don't have to disclose the sources of contributions that are under $200 in a presidential election. So... He goes on to say, I I predict once investigations are underway by the FBI, we'll see just how much money came in from unlawful sources. Well, again, if they think they're going to get the truth from the FBI, you know, they're just one more arm of this shadow government that's in reference here. So what what they're saying is that, and we're going to prove this today, I believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, and we've proved it in the other teachings we've done on this too, is that these small donations, these $200 and under donations, more than half of the $426.9 million that's come into this guy's campaign has been from that. Okay, Because you do not have to disclose those small donations, there is a, there is a very, very high likelihood that these small donations are coming from militant Islamic organizations that are wanting to get him into power. And these aren't, these aren't people that you would want to put you know, endorsing your campaign, terrorist organizations, Louis Farrakhan, these types of things. You're not going to want that, okay? So um, it's worked out really good for him because half of his campaign contributions he doesn't even have to disclose and he wouldn't want to disclose them because if the truth be known, there's there's uh, all kind of Islamic, Muslim, socialist money backing this man and um, we're going we're gonna to look at quotes from many of these different organizations to prove that today. So Obama doesn't care at this point. He only needs to make it to Coronation Day and pay the FEC fines later. After all, it's not his money if there's going to be any fines for, for, for these types of indiscretions. This goes on to say, this brings me around to the issue of possible crimes being committed by, by both Governor, Governor Lingle and Obama. If Governor Lingle of Hawaii has seen a birth certificate or has been told by an official at the Hawaii Department of Health that a document will prove Obama does not meet eligibility requirements under Act 2, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution, and she remains silent, is she guilty of defrauding the American people? Well, of course she is. She is the chief law enforcement officer of the state of Hawaii. If Governor Lingle knows Obama is committing fraud by presenting himself as a natural-born U.S. citizen, isn't she obliged under law to expose Said in such fraud, yes, she is. But again, the truth doesn't mean a whole lot to these people. Okay, Remember, the Bible says, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3.13 We've got, for the most part, in high offices, in political government in this country, we have evil men and seducers. And they themselves are deceived and they are deceiving others. And that's exactly what all this is. It's deception. This article goes on to say, I consulted with a friend who is a constitutional attorney with 30 years of experience in federal courtrooms about this very issue. If Obama has knowingly withheld his legal citizenship status in order to run for presidency and has collected nearly half a billion dollars by perpetuating this fraud, he can be charged and indicted. Or can he be charged and indicted? Obama's campaign released digitally scanned image of a birth certificate to kill any more inquiries into his citizenship. But this image is not proof, and Obama knows it. 
And so does his high-paid legal representatives. Dr. Edward Vieira wrote in a legal analysis on October 29th of this year, Byrd versus Obama very, may very well end up in the Supreme Court, yet it ought to be totally unnecessary, for Obama's moral duty is to produce the evidence of his citizenship, what he calls sua sponte et insanter. Uh, I believe that that means instantly, okay, essentially. Otherwise, he will be personally responsible for all the consequences of his refusal to do so. Well, he won't be personally responsible um, because they're going to protect him. Now, where he will be personally responsible is when he's burning in hell for eternity and in the lake of fire. That's when he's going to really be personally responsible for um, for not only this, but you know, the, him, him and all the other, other ones of these corrupt politicians that are doing this. They're framing mischief by a law, as the Bible talks about. And um, this, is what, this is the state of affairs in this particular country that's going on right now. Uh, she goes on to say, I urge you to read Edwin's full column because he shreds Judge Surik's absurd decision. Um, and again, I, 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 the reason I'm, partly the reason I'm going over this is, is, is we did receive, prior to my email last week, we, we received a lot of comments. And I found it kind of ironic that the fact that I put out something on Obama in, in Halloween. And I get more negative comments that week than I've gotten. And I can't, I don't think there's been any other time. And I thought to myself, these people are wanting to defend Halloween and Obama, essentially. is what it boils down to. This is where I'm getting all the negative comments. You would think the, even the average pseudo-Christian wouldn't have a problem with that, Halloween and Obama. But no, no, no. They, they, wanted, to, they wanted to defend these issues, evidently. Uh, just kind of ironic. But this Edward Vieira, who is a, uh, a, legal, a legal expert, he's, run, he's done a whole column where he goes into this Judge Surik's decision. Uh, now, if we go further, here's another update from October 28th. This is from Andy Martin, who has a Juris Doctorate in Professor of Law. He wrote, Dear Judge Abby and Honorable Mark Bennett, Attorney General, I spoke with the court's judicial assistant on Monday, and today I am FedExing the original order to show cause back to the court so I can obtain a new date. The court has indicated that it will not hear me by phone on November 7th. So I must purchase an airline ticket and clear several days to make my personal trip to Honolulu. This is just to get verification of a stinking birth certificate is what we're talking about here. Okay? And what we've, what we've got here is we've got a guy who's got a Jewish doctorate, professor of law. He's trying to get to the bottom of this in Hawaii and they won't let him do it. They're like, oh no, you're, you're, we, we're not going to do this by phone. You're going to have to purchase an airline ticket. And come out to Honolulu if you want to pursue this any further. What the courts are doing is everything possible in order to cover up and to, to delay this until after the elections. Okay, when it when most likely it will become a totally a moot point at that at that point because there's no way we would have let him get elected if he really wasn't a natural born citizen, right? Couldn't have ever happened. That's just preposterous assertion and assumption. That's what they're going to say, at least. So as you can see, this is well after the massive vote fraud election um, coming up in a few days. Uh, in, in other words, they were they had basically extended this thing out to where it was well after the election before he'd even have any chance of knowing this um, this Andy Martin guy. If we go further, he said, I spoke yesterday with Philip Berg, which would have been the 29th or Wednesday of this last week. He and his colleague did 
did not file the writ of censure with the U.S. Supreme Court due to time constraints, but will file today. He also mentioned some actions now post-November 4th. But until we see the declared outcome, I don't feel I should comment on it right now. Phil Berg, who is the original attorney that brought all this forth, also reinforced there is no doubt in his mind that there is no birth certificate that will prove Obama's citizenship, and the government of governor of Hawaii should have been more careful with her choice of words. Well, again, when you're above the law, you know, they... they they act that way. They're acting as though they're all above the law because they're, they're being very sloppy with this whole thing. But hey, when you're above the law, you can do that. So while I wanted to send a fax, this, goes, this ends here. While I wanted to send a fax, the FBI operators wouldn't give me a number. So I sent a letter along with Edwards, Edwin Vieira's column to James Burris, Chief Investigator of Election Fraud, Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, she gives the whole address here. Because time is of the F- essence, I sent it overnight. It should arrive in Bureau's hands by Monday. This Actually, that would be tomorrow. Um, the point of my letter was short to the point. Barack Obama refuses to provide citizenship, which he could have done in less than half an hour when he was in Hawaii last week. The issue is building into a constitutional crisis, and if no one will investigate, then the FBI has a duty to determine if Obama is committing Federal crimes is outlined. If enough pressure is brought to bear on, on FBI, let them issue a subpoena for whatever documents are being held by the Hawaii Department of Health, and let's see what Obama has to say. Now, she's saying, Debbie, which I don't really totally agree with, she's saying the main reason they're not doing this, or she implied that in a couple spots, is that they're afraid of race riots. Oh, you know, particularly it's going to be the black people burning down the cities. Now, there, there's, a, there's a lot more people supporting this guy. There, there's a lot of white people. There's a lot of black. There's, there's Hispanics. There's a lot of people that, yes, something like that could potentially um, erupt. But I think we have to go beyond that and look at the fact that this is their choice. This is the shadow government. This is Big Brother. This is the Illuminati's choice, the anointed one. You know, and now there's all these religious overtones that he's the Messiah figure type of thing going to come in and save um, this country. So I really think that that goes beyond anything like blaming the black people for race riots and stuff like that. I, I just believe it goes, it's much deeper because this is their choice, is what it boils down to. So if we go further, then um, we have, and I watched this last night, it was, it's entitled Proof That Obama Was Born in Kenya. Barack Obama's step-grandmother reportedly confirms um, Barack Hussein Obama's African birth. This is, these are two little videos you can go watch. And they, and they actually interview his step-grandmother, who is in Kenya, uh, and also her, his, um, his uncle that's in Kenya. This was just released on November 1st. Uh, potential bombshell, Barack Obama's step-grandmother, Sarah, confirms and asserts that Barack was, in fact, born in Kenya. Now, this is, a, this is a separate grandmother than the one in Hawaii that said the same thing. That said she was in the delivery room when he was born in Kenya, at Mozambasa, Kenya, at that particular provincial general hospital. We, we talked about that last week. So, if this assertion is correct, Barack Obama does not possess natural-born U.S. citizenship and thus would not be eligible to run for president in the United States. Now, there's this, there's this thing that's come out just breaking that he has supposedly now an aunt that's in the United States that's here illegally. To me, that's a distraction. 
to this, okay? If she's here illegally, whatever, but that doesn't, I want to just key and concentrate and keep and maintain focus on Obama, not his aunt. Um, not to say that has no validity, but um, we want to just focus on, on him. Now, I've said what I'm going to say about the election at this point. Hopefully, between the last two studies last week and this study today, we've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt there's, at bare minimum, gigantic serious problems here with his uh, status as a natural-born citizen in America. Now we're going to see uh, who he's buddied up with in times past, and who are the ones that that are really really pulling for him on this planet Earth? Uh, we know, you know, the the homosexual movement is. We know the pro-abortion movement is. Um, now we're going to look at the Muslims. We're also going to look at the socialists and the communists and Marxists. We're going to look at. We know Hollywood is. We know the most, in other words, the most wicked factions of the world. It would be like if Barack Obama was running to be the president or the mayor of Sodom and Gomorrah. He would be, I mean, everybody in Sodom and Gomorrah would just love this guy. And, and, and again, how can that be a biblical endorsement? For this man? It can't be, okay? Uh, the Bible says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Okay, and we're supposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them. And this is what we're doing today. And we're marking them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and avoiding them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. So we're marking them. One of the main reasons that I can really mark this man is because he claims to be a Christian. Okay, and we're going to talk about his church today, and and a lot of these other things. Um, now, World Daily Net. This is from October seventeenth, and this is entitled uh, "Gaddafi confirms what assistant to the former PLO Palestine Liberation Organization, uh, what to the former PLO terrorist told Tom Horn. Obama is a secret Muslim. Senator Barack Obama is a Muslim of Kenyan origins who studied in Islamic schools." and whose campaign may have been financed by people in the Islamic and African worlds. Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi said in a recent televised national rally. <clears throat> now this is Libyan, this is the president of Libya coming openly and saying this. Muammar Gaddafi, this was on a televised national rally. He said, quote, There are elections in America now, and along came a black citizen of Kenyan African origins. This is what he's openly saying, okay? A Muslim who had studied in Islamic schools in Indonesia. His name is Obama, said Gaddafi. A little and in, in little noticed remarks he made at a rally in, uh, marking the anniversary of the 1986 U.S. air raid on his country. The only reason these remarks were little noticed, though, is because the controlled mass media made sure it was little noticed. That's my comment in regard to this. Because, again, they blow up whatever they want to blow up and, 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 and they downplay whatever they want to downplay. You know, these politicians that get caught for homosexual trysts and these types of things, guaranteed those politicians got out of line. What it boiled down to. They were not in line with the establishment and if the truth be known, every single one of these politicians, particularly at the higher levels, they've got a whole laundry list of things that could be brought out against every single one of them. And you know how 
Um, the reason that is so is because, and, and again, if you want to be a member of the Skull and Bones, okay, for example, if you want to talk about an example here, Yale Skull and Bones, okay, we've had Skull and Bones presidents, you know, I mean, the, the last uh, election uh, with uh, Kerry and um, George Bush, you had two Skull and Bonesers running against one another. Okay, this little tiny fraternity that has like 15 or 20 guys every year, and you got, you know, two of those people that happen to be running for president. It's kind of a weird coincidence. You know, but don't worry, if you want to be president, you can do. I, I love that, the American dream thing. Like, you can do whatever you want to do, you know, as long as you, what, give me a break. Um, you know, but, so, essentially, in other words, this, this type of, uh, with the elections and the politics in America, it has been predetermined. And, and through the voting manipulation, the vote scam, the vote fraud, um, you know, that's easily verifiable. And again, if you go to blackboxvoting.org or look up vote scam on the internet, or uh, again, I provide the links in my in the PDF for this particular study. You can go and you can watch all the documentaries that absolutely, totally prove this. Um, but again, people just, if they do see it, they just forget it, you know, or they don't believe it. So, anyway... Um, if we go further, it says the remarks were translated, these remarks by this Gaddafi were translated by the Middle East Media Research Institute and were aired on Al Jazeera in June. Another quote was, all the people in the Arab and the Islamic world and in, African, and in Africa applauded this man. Okay, so this radical Muslim, essentially terrorist guy from Libya, president, he said, all the people in the Arab, in the Islamic world, and in Africa applauded this man. If, if, okay, so let me ask you a question. If this man was truly a Christian, how could he say this statement? He flat out said that this is a black man of Kenyan origins, meaning he was born in Kenya, a Muslim who studied in Islamic schools in Indonesia. And that's from, from what we've seen, that is the proof of what is out there. You know, it's not just a matter of Obama producing a birth certificate, which don't be surprised if this all of a sudden finally happens. And you know how what I can see actually being done with this is using him forging a... I mean, how hard is it going to be to forge a birth certificate? Give me a break. I mean, they, they can do way worse, forge way more than that, okay? I What I see the scenario coming up is Obama finally coming out with this birth certificate that supposedly proves his... Um, birth in Hawaii and these types of things and then him being able to go back to Philip J. Berg and all of the people that have been following this and, try, and, and people that have been filing lawsuits and, and these types of things and saying you know what you guys were just conspiracy theorists you're wrong, you're dumb and we beat you again and, and, and you made all this rigmarole for nothing essentially so I really wouldn't be surprised to see that. And then the people that the, the, the people that we've been trying to help or show this to can come to us and say, see, you know, you're just a conspiracy theorist. There was no validity to what you ever said. But you know, the preponderance of what has to really be proven here is you need to prove that all of these things about Obama's Kenyan birth isn't true. Just because you produce some forged birth certificate, which hasn't even been done yet, doesn't validate or mean that we can take away the testimony of two of your grandmothers that said, one of them said she was in the delivery room when you were born. All of these records of, of, of him going to these Indonesian schools, uh, you could go on and on and on with this. 
He would need to, pr- to disprove all of that as well. But again, that's not going to happen. So don't, don't expect it to. Uh, but it's just something to think about. He goes on to say, uh, this, this um, Gaddafi goes on to say, that they welcomed him and even prayed for him, for his success. These, these are his terrorist uh, Muslim people. And they have even, not to say all Muslims are terrorists, okay? But again, if we look at the Quran, which we're going to do later, uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit trail yet, but we're, we're going to look at that further. It says they welcomed him, they prayed for him for his success, and they have even been involved in legitimate contribution campaigns to enable him to win the presidency. Here's a guy now admitting what we just talked about. We've got a Muslim who is, um, he's the Libyan leader, Muammar Gaddafi, is saying that this is a black man of Kenyan origins who is Islamic, who studied in Islamic schools. He's saying the whole Arab and Islamic world is applauding him and praying for this man and welcoming him. Now, their prayers, all these prayers they do to Allah, they bow to Mecca four times a day and burn incense in his visage or whatever they do. Okay. What is that? If it's not a prayer to God, and if it's not a right prayer before the Lord, who are they praying to? They're praying to Allah, the moon God. They're praying to most likely a fallen angel. Okay, who's deceived them. Now, I pray to God their souls be saved. I don't want to see them go to hell. But the bottom line is when you're praying to a false god, what is that? It's witchcraft. You're praying to a deity that is a devil, that is a fallen angel. And yes, that fallen angel has power. And many times, prayers or whatever they do, or whatever they consider, that is essentially in God's eyes, it is witchcraft. So we've got people, the whole Islamic world, or at least the majority, are praying for him and for his success. It says it right here. This man was truly a Christian, he wouldn't say that. And why hasn't Obama come out and refuted this, these statements? Why hasn't Obama come out and says, oh no, this is, I haven't heard a peep from him about any of it. No, he hasn't done one thing to refute it. Um, and they have even been... And then he goes, they've even been, this, the Arab world essentially has been involved in legitimate contribution campaigns to enable him to win the American presidency. Yeah, you know what? It's those little 200 and below dollar donations that, is, that has subsidized half of, this, of his campaign. Now, the outcome's already predetermined, but when you have the massive brainwashing that's going on through these half-hour infomercials and all these other things that Obama is doing, and then you have the mass media portraying John McCain is, you know, he's basically being portrayed anymore as the happy loser anymore. That's his part. That's his role to fulfill. Just like John Kerry's part in the Bush elections was the loser. Or even Al Gore. They are, this is scripted, is what I'm trying to say here. And the the Illuminati has already predetermined all of this stuff. For our entertainment. for For fodder they can put forth to what they term as the sheeple people. And um, you've got a bigger voter turnout in this country than they've ever, ever seen. And, you know, I understand there's a lot of people divided on this issue. I believe a lot of the reason that the Obama people are motivated so much is because they truly are under his spell. And we're going to look at that in depth in, in regard to that issue. And there's more violence surrounding this election. People that have Obama signs or, or, or McCain signs or whatever, you know, there's a lot of, I've never seen more violence over an election 
as I have seen, you just told me about that yesterday, didn't you know that? Where there was a, there up, up at a, a local convenience store, two guys were there and they, and they had planned on meeting up there so they could get into a fist fight. And the one guy found out the other guy was a professional fighter. And so he, the other guy brought a gun and what shot him, he shot him in the back of the head, kind of grazed his head. But I'm telling you, it's on the news every night now. This is how nuts and crazy people are. There's more early voting now than they've ever seen. Okay, So people are motivated. But they're putting their energy in the wrong directions. The, 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 the Bible, you know, really, as a Christian, my, one of my main things for presenting this is, is, to, is to expose evil, to be a watchman, to warn the people of what's coming. What, this is something that I should be warning people on because the... The impending things that Obama would bring to the table, we need to be warned about. Okay, and most likely he looks like they're the one that, that have been anointed. Um, and, and I had mentioned this last week, where it talks about that verse in Ezekiel thirty-three, where you know if you if the watchmen see the sword coming and warn not the city, you know, I'm I am telling you this guy can be mightily used as a sword of Satan. And again, most likely the scenario I see is the Lord permitting this to happen in order to judge the pseudo-lukewarm church. Okay, Or either that, or they're going to have to get in line, these people that are in these denominations, because we are heading toward a one-world religion. And I don't know of a better person that I've ever seen run for president than to, than to facilitate and to act as a catalyst for that process because of the information that we're covering. So all these supposedly these legitimate contributions to the campaign... Um, a large majority of this is coming from Arab Islamic sources. They're admitting that right here. And Obama has done nothing to refute anything that we're talking about here today. Uh, and again, with this, with this one article, there's all these other links to all these other articles you can, you can go to. Uh, one's entitled Records Show Close Corroboration Between Obama and Terrorist Organizations. And again, I can't cover all this stuff. I've got so much to cover today. You know, as it is. But the, the next one says, New York Times whitewashes the Obama Ayers connection. We're going to talk a little bit more about him later. Another one, Obama about to be hit on more questionable associates. Another one, secret foreign money floods into Obama campaign. Uh, another article is entitled, Muslim fingerprints in Obama's history. Another one, is Obama hiding something from his college days? Everything about this guy he's trying to hide. He's not releasing college records. He's not releasing anything. It's like he's got more he's got more skeletons in his closet than I think Bill and Hillary ever hoped to have. Um, so again, then communist socialists and anarchists also part of the Obama organization. Uh, another one, ex-communist tied to terrorist, scrubbed from campaign website. I'm telling you, if the truth be known about this guy, but when you're the Illuminati's man. They will go to any length they need to go to in order to protect you, in order to get you in uh, to wherever they want you to be. So if we continue with this, with Gaddafi, this Libyan Palestine Liberation Organization, and uh, uh, the uh, president of the Libyan leader, Muammar Gaddafi, he said, another quote here, We are hoping that this black man will take pride in his African and Islamic identity. I mean, it's just a foregone conclusion with this person. He knows he was born in Kenya. He knows he was. There's no question about this. This is, this is just a foregone conclusion here, okay? And then he says, and in his faith, and in his faith, I mean the Islamic faith, and we 
and that he will know that he has rights in America and that he will change America from evil to good. But see, the, the problem is, is granted, yes, America is pretty evil, okay, right now. But his interpretation of changing evil to good is, is, is changing it from a, uh, a pseudo-Christian or whatever Christianized nation into a Muslim nation. The Bible says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So, this is what we have. We have a demon-possessed man, the head of Libya, um, making these statements, and he's, he's equating good with the Islamic Muslim faith. Okay? And we're going we're gonna to look at some quotes from the Muslims and see what their real agenda is. And I've talked about this in times past. I've done several studies on the Muslims that you can access. You just go into my keyword search box on, on the uh, homepage and just key in Muslim or even part of the word. You'll find them. And I'm not making this stuff up. This is stuff that they've already done. There's many other people that have already done the homework for me. There's many other quotes. It's very, very easily to, to document this. But proceeding with this quote from Gaddafi, he says that Obama will change America from evil to good and that America will establish relations that it will serve, that will serve it well with other peoples, especially the Arabs. End of quote. So we've essentially got a guy that's an absolute terrorist communist sympathizer, Marxist, that is, that is most likely going to be taking the helm of this country uh, very shortly. Gaddafi went on to lament statements Obama made at a June 4th address to the American Israel Public Affairs Committee in which the presidential candidate stated that if he is elected president, Jerusalem would remain the capital of Israel and it must remain undivided. Now, again, bear with me here, okay? So, he was kind of lamenting about this, this Gaddafi. Let's go further. But it seems Gaddafi was not aware that the next day, during a CNN appearance, Obama explained he meant Jerusalem shouldn't be physically divided with a partition, a physical partition, and was not referring to the city remaining exclusively in Jewish hands. He didn't want them to think that. No, he, they, they misinterpreted him. Then Gaddafi stated, but we were taken by surprise when our African-Kenyan brother, Obama, I mean, again, it's such a unbelievable, who is an American national, made statements about Jerusalem, American national, he was, he was naturalized after he got here. He wasn't, but he, he was a African-Kenyan brother, okay? Their, their, their brother meaning he's a, he's a, he's a Muslim, okay? They don't call Christians brothers, okay? They only call people that are of the, uh, Islamic faith brothers. Uh, and then he said, let me just state that again. But we were taken by surprise when our African Kenyan brother, Obama, who is an American national, made statements about Jerusalem that shocked all his supporters in the Arab world, in Africa, and in the Islamic world. Then he goes on to say, this is a very telling statement. He says, quote, We hope that this is merely an elections clearance sale, as they say in Egypt. In other words, merely an elections lie. This is a guy, this is the head of Libya saying this outwardly. But at least you know what? At least we're getting some truth. Because this, this, this statement that he's saying is truth. Merely an elections lie. As you know, this is a farce of elections. It's well known in other countries. The election process is rigged and predetermined. And As you know, this is a farce of elections. A person lies and lies to people. Just so that they will vote for him. And afterwards, they say to him, you promised this and that. And he says, no, that was just elections propaganda. You dummy, essentially. 
This is a farce of democracy for you. He says, this was propaganda and you thought I was being serious? In other words, this is what the politician is saying. This is propaganda. You thought I was being serious? I was fooling you to get your votes. End of quote. This is the, this is the president of Libya that did the same thing to probably get people's votes. Because, you know, he had to be, I don't, I don't know if exactly their process over there to get people in, but he knows all about it. It's well known. So, wow, we actually get some real truth from this Muslim leader. Okay, he's not mincing words. This is a foregone conclusion. This is the way the world works, unfortunately. And again, though, here's something else you really need to understand. We're going to look at some quotes from the Quran a little bit later. But if you're a Muslim, and according to the Quran, lying in order to deceive people, in order to advance Islam, is perfectly fine and also expected. According to the Quran, you are supposed to do whatever it takes. Lie, steal, cheat. As long as you're doing it for Allah and to advance that cause, it is perfectly fine. In fact, you're expected to do it. Just like somebody that is being fundamental to the faith of Islam, if they strap on a nail bomb to their back and they run in and blow up a whole bunch of people, they are being fundamentally faithful to the Islamic faith according to the Quran. We're going to look at the quotes later because they are supposed to slay the infidels. And they believe if they die in Allah's service and in martyrdom or whatever, they'll dwell with you know, 69 virgins or whatever it is they, they believe there. Um, so that's their motivation. And, and again, we are going to look exactly at those quotes so you can see that for yourself. I've also covered this extensively in the teaching I did on, on the um, Muslim religion. Then he goes on to say, this Gaddafi, head of uh, Libya here, uh, he says, Allah willing. Instead of God willing, he says Allah. Why do you say Allah willing? Because this Muslim extremist knows that Allah and God are two different things. But no, 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 that's what we're taught. We were taught after 9-11 that we all pray to the same God. You know, isn't that right? We, we, we all pray to the same. No, no, Allah is the moon God. I'm really sorry, but he's, uh, he's the moon God. And I've done, again, a whole study on this. And I've got a whole PDF file. When you, when you find the Muslim um, things that we're talking about, you can go in there and look at the PDF and you can access the whole file. Pictures and all. I'll give you all the, 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 the pictures of the, of, of the Islamic Muslim people and, and these types of things. Now, again, this is a minority that are really the extremists. But if they were being fundamental, like a Christian, like a fundamental Christian, actually tries to really live their life by the Bible, if they were truly being fundamental to the Quran, they would be doing, they would be blowing things up and killing other people. Because that's what the Quran expects. That's what Allah expects of you. Okay? But he is a devil and he is a, he is a liar. So, he says, Allah willing... It will turn out that this was merely elections propaganda or all the stuff that Obama is saying now to get people's supposed votes like it really matters. And this big show that they're putting on, oh, we're, we're going to keep going, we're going to this state, and we're going to this state, we're campaigning here and there. It's, all, it, it's, it's a bunch of garbage, okay? It's all been predetermined. Uh, it's, it, it's so easy to predetermine when you have electronic voting and when the software's been totally corrupted like Diebold's been proven to be corrupted. Then it ends by saying, Gaddafi went on to express his hope that if elected, Obama will implement a one-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, meaning Israel would be flooded with millions of Palestinian Arabs who would terminate the country's Jewish nationality. And you know what would really be terminated? Well, they would try to. God's not going to let them, but they would terminate 
all of, of the Israelites, all the Jews. Okay, and um, and I had somebody one time email me and say, "Oh no, they don't use Jews as a bad." The Jews is used in the Bible. That word is used in the King James Bible, and it was also used in even the original 1611 edition. I went to this an original 1611 edition that you can access online and proved it to a guy. That had, that had questioned me about this. So the word Jews actually is a biblical word. Okay? So again, just to, just to, you know, that's a whole other study I could do on that. But again, when we see here, let me read this last statement because this ties into a lot of the stuff that we've talked about previously. In fact, that's what I think is kind of neat about these current events that we talk about. Yes, they're horrific, but they're biblical. And we should be able to, to, to be able to compare this with Scripture and things of this nature and get confirmation here, okay, if it's truth. Let me read this last statement again. Gaddafi went on to express his hope that if elected, Obama will implement a one-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. A one-state solution, right. Meaning Israel would be flooded with millions of Palestinian Arabs who would terminate the country's Jewish nationality. See, that's what his agenda is. Why do you think they're supporting Obama? Because they know that deep down, or, or that not deep down, that he is a Muslim, and he has those same aspirations. Okay, so do you see the possible scenario with World War Three here? Okay, up to this point, we've been allies with Israel, but now there's a very, very high likelihood that we're going to turn our back on her, and this and that. And I'm not saying again. Please, let's have biblical balance here. I'm not over here saying that. Israel is this perfect, wonderful, perfect place, okay? Because for the most part, corporately, Israel, the Jews, have rejected Jesus Christ, obviously. The Bible says that blindness in part has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. Most likely, the fullness of the Gentile, when that comes in, is going to coincide with the start of the tribulation. Emphasis is going to more shift back to the Jewish um, uh, Israel and these types of things. Okay, uh, I think you can prove that just by reading Daniel and Revelation as well. So I just see the scenario here for uh, America really, really at this point turning our back totally on Israel, which is probably going to also um, cumu- uh, possibly accumulate with God's judgment on America. There's a guy named, um, his last name's Koenig, and he wrote a whole book where he documented disaster after disaster after disaster that befell America within days or even hours of us imposing legislation where we were trying to get Israel to give up more land. Okay, That's not his opinion. Okay, He documented it. And um, I've, I've mentioned that in teachings before, but I, I just want to have biblical balance when it comes to that subject. There's some people that say, like John Hagee, we need to bless God, support Israel no matter what they do. It doesn't matter what they say or what they do or whatever. We just need to support them no matter what. And they're, they're the chosen people and we're not. And they're basically grandfathered in. And just because they're Jewish, that means they're saved. That's called ethnic salvation. Now, come on. That, 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 that's, that's going to the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's have biblical balance when talking about the Jews in Israel. Okay, they got to get saved the same way we do. Through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection. Okay, you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourself it is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. Okay, thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Just being a Jewish person isn't going to get you saved. 
So again, I've covered this extensively in these other studies. You can look, you can keyword search World War III, WW3, um, or you can keyword search Iran, Israel, and you'll you'll find out the studies I've done on this. Okay, this next thing, I'm looking at a picture of Barack Obama, and he is it looks like he's on the tarmac to a runway. And there's a state trooper car behind him, and he's got a book in his left hand. He's kind of dressed casually, and it and it's in, and there's a caption underneath that says, "Check out what America's next president is reading," and it's called "A Post-American World" by Farad Farid Zakaria, who is a obviously a Muslim. And what it is, is a Muslim perspective on a future without U.S. dominance. I'm, I'm looking at the picture right here. It's right in his hand. And they, and they give a little blow-up of the book. And he's even got his finger. Yeah, the book looks to be about uh, 300 pages. It looks like he's on about, you know, around the 100-page mark. He's got his finger in the book. He doesn't want to lose where he was at. Okay? I guess he couldn't afford a bookmark. Sorry. Anyway, um... But it's a Muslim perspective on a future without U.S. dominance. Who better to bring about a future without U.S. dominance? Of course, I don't think any nation should dominate another. Okay, But who better to bring about a, a weak, um, undominant United States than a Muslim at the helm or a socialist or communist? Who better to destroy the United States from within? Now again, we deserve judgment in this country. Okay, So again... That's why I would say, pray, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done, Lord. Uh, because God is probably going to use this man to bring judgment, not only on America, but upon the pseudo-lukewarm Christian church. Because the Bible says, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. And we're way past due when it comes to judgment. So, what this appears is, is from all the stuff that we're looking at here, Barack Obama is Satan's one of Satan's final tools to bring about the destruction of America. Okay, it's it's becoming more and more obvious, you know, as we look at this further. Uh, this this next thing is uh, entitled "Blasphemous." Spike Lee says uh, he says you'll have to measure time by before Obama and after Obama. Film director Spike Lee predicted Obama would be elected in November. When that happens, this is a quote from him. When that happens, it will change everything. You'll have to measure time. Before Obama and after Obama. Just like they have the B.C. and the A.D. Okay? You know, before Jesus Christ and after Jesus Christ. Before Christ and... Yeah. That's what he's saying. He's equating Jesus Christ with the Savior. He's, he's equating Jesus Christ with... Or he's equating Barack Obama with Jesus Christ here. They're going to start to divide time now from Obama. This devil. Okay? Lee said this during the panel. He said... Quote, it's an exciting time to be alive right now. Everything's going to be affected by the seismic change in the universe, he said. He said that on July 10th, 2008. He's an American film director. Just one of more um, of uh, Hollywood's tools in order to, to corrupt society. So, we go further. This is a, uh, there was another thing that was entitled, um, let's see here. Uh, let's just, I tell you what. Let's look at Islam in their own words. Let's let's read some of these quotes that I had mentioned. Now, I'm looking at a, at a nice, lovely picture here of a rally. This is a rally for peace in London, okay, in the streets of London. This is, and this is a Muslim Islamic rally for peace. And I'm looking at the picture, and there's so many of these pictures up on the internet. 
the thing is, is they, the Islamic people are, this is the most, other than the Catholic religion, as far as hypocrisy goes, I think this one's really tops, tops them all. Because they're saying how, what a religion of peace they are. And they, they have the audacity to, to, to label this as a peace rally for the Islamic faith. And you've got all of these Muslims that are, that are in the streets that I'm looking right at right now in these pictures. And one of the signs says, slay those who insult Islam. Uh, which is what the Quran says to do. So they're being good. And then it says, Europe, you will pay. Demolition is on its way. And then another guy's holding up a sign. Behead those who insult Islam. And then it's, and then another one sign says, butcher those who mock Islam. Butcher. Um, and then, Europe, you will pay. Your extermination is on its way. And that, the other one said, demolition is on its way. Uh, so these are these are the type of people. Now, could you imagine if Christians in this country were to hold a rally and they were and they were to have signs like this? You know, you know, God rain down your kill every single one who mocks you, God. You you know that would be all over the nightly news. That would be you know absolutely all over the nightly news. Uh, but this is totally suppressed. You didn't see this on nightly news or anything like that because we have to be politically correct. So let's look at Islam in their own words. Here's a quote from Muhammad Ajaminadad, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name. Uh, he's the president of Iran. Now, I've talked about him in the teaching that I, first teaching I ever did on uh, Lord Betraya. Um, and we talked, we, we actually gave some quotes. And I also talked about um, the Ascended Masters and the planet Mars in that particular one, how it all related together. And so if you want to do a keyword search, you can find that. But this guy, this president of Iran, is obsessed with bringing in what they call the 12th Imam, which is their version of the Messiah that they're waiting for. Okay, And it would be like G, uh, the Christians waiting for Jesus Christ to return. Or um, the Buddhists waiting for the fifth Buddha. Okay, Every one of these respective religions is waiting for their own respective Messiah that in their, quote, unholy books is what I would call them, they're predicting is going to happen. And again, this is probably going to coincide very much with the Antichrist arising in his power. Well, this president of Iran is quoted as saying, soon Islam will become the dominating force in the world, occupying first place in the number of followers amongst other religions. We don't shy away from declaring Islam is ready to rule the world. End of quote. Now, This is the same guy that's also stated that this 12th imam will not return unless there is absolute, total, major bloodshed. That's the only way he's going to come back, is through absolute, major bloodshed. Okay, The uh, making jihad, which is and there, which is a word they have for holy war. Okay, so they believe the only way this 12th imam is going to come back is now. I, I I really think that that is going to come back through or take place through. Um, World War III in the Middle East, Israel's going to be the focal point, this bloodshed, you know, they're going to try to kill, you know, the Jews and, and, and probably any Christians that would try to get, or anyone that would try to get in their way from any religious system. Here's another uh, quote. This is from the Hamas Charter uh, 1987, Article 13, and it says, quote, peace, peace initiatives, the so-called peaceful solutions, and the international conferences to resolve the Palestinian process are all contrary to the beliefs of the Islamic resistance movement. 
will hold on. They say they're a religion of peace. You know, they, isn't this a little bit ironic where, where you've got this, um, this um, thing in London and they've got slay those who insult Islam. You know, we're going to destroy you. We're going to behead you. We're going to butcher you. But we're a religion of peace, though. We really do want our cake and eat it too. We, we want it both ways, you know. But he, they're saying right here in this Hamas chapter 187, Article 13, that peace initiatives, peaceful solutions are contrary to the beliefs of the Islamic resistance movement. It's not what they're about. They're just lying. See, again, like I said, they can say whatever they want, but see, according to the Quran, they can lie, cheat, steal in order to advance Islam, and Barack Obama's doing the exact same thing. It's, it's, it's an honor to do that for Allah. Here's another one from the Quran itself, Surah 551, and it says, Believers, Muslims, take neither the Jews nor the Christians to be your friends. They are friends with, with one another. Whoever of you seeks their friendship shall be one of their number, and God does not guide those Jewish and Christian wrongdoers. Oh, Allah doesn't, you know, because they, they worship and go by the moon God. Then here's another one. This is from the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood, Hassan al-Banna. Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it. Just as it obliterated others before it. See, they're not trying to get people into Israel so that they can peacefully coexist. They're trying to get as many people in there so they can annihilate and kill every single Jew there. That is their goal. That is what they have said their goal is. So all this stuff about Islam being a religion of peace and these poor Palestinians, I'm sorry, I don't buy into that. I really don't. Um, They're saying that their main goal here is to obliterate Israel. And so, again, out of the uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, as, as the Bible says. So they're just telling you what they're doing. Now, that may not be what's on nightly news, but that's the truth. Because it's out of their own mouth. Now, God is not going to let the Islamic people obliterate Israel. It's not going to happen. We couldn't have the book of Revelation and Daniel properly fulfilled if that did happen. If America turns her back on Israel, which may be part of God's plan, in order for Israel to truly rely on the true Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last... He may do that exact thing, not only to bring judgment on America, but to show Israel that the God of Israel, who is Jesus Christ, is all-powerful and is mighty. Now, they're going to have to go through a lot of tribulation and suffering, even according to the Bible. Okay, But the remnant of them will be saved. And again, I've done whole studies on that. I don't want to get too far into that today. So, if we go further... Okay, so let's go further. Here's another quote from Sheikh... Ahmed Yazin, the Hamas co-founder and spiritual leader, he said, sons of Islam everywhere, the jihad is a duty. See, it's not optional for them to make holy war. The really true ones that are being fundamental to the Quran, okay? Jihad is a duty to establish the rule of Allah on earth and to liberate your countries and yourselves from America's domination and its Zionist allies. It is your battle. Either victory or martyrdom. End of quote. Okay, so, and again, I'm not for Zionism either. Okay, I'm not for for any of that as well. So let's have biblical balance when we talk about these things. There are those of the Jews that the Bible terms as the synagogue of Satan, who call themselves Jews but are not. 
Okay, so again, that's a whole other study. Uh, let's just have biblical balance. Now here's some more quotes. This is from the Islamic Bible, the Quran. Commands, it commands that Muslims kill infidels. Now, in Islam, the Arabic word kafar refers to non-Muslims, often in a derogatory sense, and is usually translated into English as infidel or unbeliever. Okay, so so when we have when it says unbelievers or infidels, it's somebody that's that's an, an unbeliever in, in um, Islam. So let's look at some quotes from the Quran. Here's Surah thirty three sixty. It says Allah has cursed the unbelievers and proposed for them a blazing hell. Okay, so again, that's a little bit contradictory to the Christian Bible when it says Allah, who's the moon god, has cursed the unbelievers and has proposed for them a blazing hell. Okay, the reality is, and what, and the, and the, the sad thing is, is the people that are in the Islamic religion are actually proposed for a blazing hell, but they're being lied to. Okay, so again, these are things that we need, we should be praying for them, that if it be possible that their souls would be saved in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if God has to hang these people out over hell for a day in order to get them saved, I pray he does just that. Because better, you know, that they, they, they fear God, the true God, than uh, the, the true God of the Bible, and they end up getting saved, then they buy into all this garbage that, that this false religion is putting, you know, shoving down their throat. Then we have Surah 41.14 that says, Unbelievers are enemies of Allah and they will roast in hell. End of quote. Oh, that's not politically correct at all. Well, you know, unbelievers are enemies of Allah, they will roast in hell. Here's another one. Um, Fight unbelievers who are near you. Uh, This is Surah 9.123. Another one says, Make... uh, Believers, make war on the infidels who dwell around you. Let them find harshness in you. Uh, ye who believe, murder those that are disbelievers. It goes on and on and on. We could go on and on and on where, where the Quran says kill, slay the unbelievers and, and these types of things. So again, this is something that you know is, is easily verifiable. Now I'm going to go ahead and stop here because we're almost at our time limit for part one. And we'll go to part... Actually, I guess this is going to actually be... Technically, we're going into part four from last week.